Welcome to This Human Life with The Philosophical Coach. I'm thrilled to have you tuning in. I'm your host, Sam Kukathis, aka The Philosophical Coach, philosopher, Hume expert, and high-performance coach. This podcast is designed for you to go from being the passenger in your life to the owner of your life. It is designed for you to go beyond who you know yourself to be, really. If that intrigues or excites you, then you are definitely in the right place. The ideas are drawn from neuroscience, philosophy, my coaching practice, working with elite leaders, and experience. You can expect candor, humor, vulnerability, and ideas which are unfamiliar to you, and some you may just plain disagree with. You'll also get the opportunity to hear from inspiring coaches and leaders. Now let's get ready to question what we know and go beyond our limitations. Welcome back to This Human Life. Today I'm going to be speaking to Angie from the hit podcast, Too Old for This Shit. Angie is a true hustler when it comes to podcasting. Her show made the charts in the comedy genre in the USA, Canada, Belgium, Taiwan within a few weeks of going live, then India a few months in, and more recently Denmark, Ireland, Great Britain, Switzerland, and New Zealand in 2021. Her favorite parts of podcasting are being herself and connecting with fascinating guests from all walks of life. It's been a true personal growth journey, and she's beyond excited to be helping others create their own mark in the world through podcasting. Angie, thank you so much for coming on, and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on, Sam. Yes, yes, so I'm Angie, and I grew up in Belgium, and but I'm not from there. My, my mom is Danish, my dad's from Algeria, and yeah, so that's sort of like my background, and, and I've lived in different places as an adult, and uh, landed in uh, London for a while, and I have this uh, podcast called Tour for This Shit, and uh, that literally came out of uh, one morning, Sunday, was a bleak London day in December. And I woke up and went to the bathroom, get ready and stuff. And I had this one moment looking at myself and going, too old for this shit. And it was just, you know, obviously it was due to a few things going on in my life. And um, in that moment, that's what I knew that was what the podcast was to be about, was about helping others. Because I, I didn't want others to go through um, some of the late lessons I went through. Like I wish there were certain things I was like, how am I only learning them now after 40? I should have known this at 18. Why is no one else teaching this? And that's, that was sort of like the debut of it. Because uh, I knew I wanted to do one for a while, but I did And by the way, I live by myself. So that outline sentence I said in the mirror, like that was just for me. No one else heard that. So, so yeah. So, and it's basically a funny, so Talk for This Shit is a funny outspoken podcast on human nature, misfits and relationships. And it's made me use and I really love it. It's a lot of fun. It is work as well, but it's a lot, lot of fun. I really love it. And uh, also on the side, like uh, like Sam said, uh, that I also have podcasting workshop where I basically help technophobes as podcasts. <laughs> so there you go. And that's fantastic because mm-hmm. I, I get a lot of people asking me, like, how do you start a podcast? And I've certainly, I've helped at least one friend with that. And I think they've gone on to make a really great podcast around sex and relationships. So it's awesome that, you know, you've taken this this passion and, you, and you're producing it's great. It's like, it's like future peers, you know, it's like you're building this. It's a lot of fun because the you know, podcasting is very, um, you, <laughs> you are just like, you have to be alone in your room recording and you can't be like in the pub or anything like that. So uh, the environment is quite so and um so it's nice to you know want to do and i've listened to angie's podcast and i highly recommend it so definitely check it out <laughs> and all of that will be in the show notes so you don't have to worry about that now you said something about the idea of being 18 and like wishing you when you turned 40 that you had these been aware of these lessons so i'm curious about what are some of the lessons that you oh my taken? god a lot of mistakes that <laughs> i love <laughs> yeah 
Oh my God. Yes. Dating is a mind. That's how I think. Uh, relationships. Not dating. Dating is actually the fun part. Like going on dates. You know, so I may, maybe, you know, I don't know, longer or not. But like I'm out of being wined and dined. <laughs> so, you know, dating is fun. You know, I go to new places, have great conversation, get to meet someone new and learn about their life. And, you know, so all of this bit is fine. But that's, that's a lot of growth right let's call it so growth is painful so that and yeah i think what there was like there was also things like around that i wish i mean i health cause the amount of um mm. i'm paying off wait hang on but yeah in a few months things like that it's just stupid things but yeah just life in general you know it's about all those uh blind spots things yeah. that i didn't know i was doing i was like oh my god that was actually not very nice or bad behavior and in relationships and actually you ending really hurting yourself anyway um, oh mental health actually which I learned a few years before, but like there's a there's a lot of things that I wish to not get in. <laughs> not get in so, trouble. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I think as somebody who grew up as a shy, anxious uh, kid, and still shy in some respects, and definitely anxious until 31. I think not knowing, like knowing now that the mindset is not fixed, <laughs> and who I am is not fixed, was definitely one of the most powerful and eye-opening things because it allowed me to go, oh. I have this view around depression and anxiety that I have it. And once I started to question it, that's when I was able to start to actually disappear it and all the significance I had around what I was experiencing internally. You know what? That's a good point. I, you know, I'd like to, to know more about that, actually. Uh, maybe you should come on my podcast and talk about fix my, that, that bit. Because actually, I had a few sessions of CBT therapy and I really loved it. And one of the things that she said was like i can't remember how she said it yeah but really what i got out of it was that you know, sometimes people are with a diagnosed or health too you know it's like you can't just go oh am i this or am i that or am i that and uh, because it was something that had come up and it was actually i sort of like z and i was just like and i was like okay cool because it made me feel like you're going on but then i think it was a couple too later i was like when i sort of looked into it i was like oh wait does that mean that like I was asked a question, like how people's reaction to some of my, cause, cause I can be, I can be very, very, I get very excited for people when something good happens. Yep. And sometimes I, I know people, like I can see how they react to it. It's almost like, a, cause I get really like jelly excited. I mean, you get me a gift and like, I'm like jump up and down. Like I'm that kind of person. I get sure. like, really excited. And if someone else gets a promotion, I'm just really excited. I just, I'm just getting excited. I'm very, very happy. And that was part of that she was saying. And I was like, wait, does that? special you know what i mean but not in the nice way i was just like you know not that there's anything wrong with it but i was just like it sort of made me a bit sad think i was like oh is that the the lens i need to be looking at it and that's when she was saying don't even go there yeah it's like good. there's just no point and i was and actually i'm glad she did because actually there's no point because i'm not going to change who i am even though you said we're not fixed but i mean like you know my soul i'm not going to change especially not when there's levels of happiness yeah that's well, something, something gives you joy you, exactly you, i don't want to remove that <laughs> You know, like life can be challenging enough for people, yeah. let alone trying to take the things which they really enjoy out of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So she sort of like shut that one down, which was great. Um, yeah. So what we're gonna look at now is, is something that you know Angie had a chance to, to see. Like, what, what would really make a difference to her if we could go to work on it in this episode? So what we're gonna look at is we've already said that Angie is creating these workshops for podcasting. But like many people, so I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this, there is still the issues around marketing and selling, which, which get in the way of truly being able to have the fulfillment, have the income and the carefreeness, which 
everyone wants, as well as being able to give up the perfectionism. So what we're going to look at now is this idea of how Angie can go from being able to market, well, being able to market workshops, being in the moment, rather than experiencing the perfectionism that many of us hold on to. So I'll start by getting you to share, Angie, a little bit about what does it look like right now for you when it comes to the marketing of the workshop? So the way it looks like is that I, I know I should be doing videos first. I feel like I should be doing videos because effectively do work. But they, like, so I do like a little video and I do like a little practical tip. And then at the end of that, I said, if you want to know, learn more, I'm starting a group and send me a message or go to the website, we'll talk. And um, they work really well first few times, but then I remember there was once what I like I had to do so like a deadline for group and that video did not pick up at all. And but I also look back and I'm like, I could see my energy wasn't really in there. Mm-hmm. Like the, the ones that really work was when I'm like really I'm light and I'm just like, okay, so you know, and actually there's a couple of mistakes in there <laughs> with the screen, but so be it, you know. Um, so I think the other one was too rigid, and again. Was that why? I don't know. But, you know, it's hard to know which ones work because obviously I'm not doing enough. So the point is that I really, what I want, because that, what I really want is to just create more video. And, you know, that also helps get people what I can help them and how I teach. It's a nice way to actually get signed up. They get to see a little bit what I'm like. So the surprise is there. And, and yeah, I mean, that, that's, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't do ads. Yeah, it's an easy thing. All I need is myself. Yeah. I mean, so why am I not doing it? Well, it's interesting, like before we get back to that, there's interesting what you shared there around this. Initially, it worked really well, even with the videos where there were some mistakes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, Which I didn't realize at the time. I didn't yeah, know. It was only later. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all right. But I think the word you used there was carefree. Right? You, were really, yeah. you were quite carefree in the actual filming of it, even though you're putting them out there. And whereas the one which you said didn't pick up at all was, was quite rigid. So if you, if you look at that, what do you think may have been attractive about this carefree, imperfect Angie? Well, the energy, you know, like I was having fun. So beyond that, right? Because the energy is great. And I think that would really speak to them given like the energy of your podcast. But if people are afraid of technology and, you know, your workshops oh. are focusing on podcasting yes. for technophobes, right. do you think they're going to be more attractive to someone who is, absolutely perfect in the way that they do things or someone who can make it work but do it in a carefree way yeah no you're right you're right because i'm trying to think of let's say i was trying to turn a recipe and they go on you and that person has like a a high-end fancy fancy Mm. all the fancy wear and the fancy organic or every high-end and you know they stay and they're like well i'm just a brownie and (laughs) (laughs) they would probably rather me with my four ingredients, which is actually a recipe I have for my brownie. And it is because every time and, and the tiny kit, I think. Yeah. I think if you had a, if you had a high-end kit and all the high-end, you'd be most likely maybe. So are you trying to create a high-end kitchen? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm all about bootstrapping. Yeah. I'm all about, So I, I didn't spend more than a hundred quid on all my equipment. That's why I'm telling everyone that I give them the option how to upgrade. Yeah. But like I literally like, you know, counting pennies. So <laughs> when I started, so no, no, Tell me I what. don't want someone who can just, you know, I don't need someone who can hire a whole thing. No. So they're not going to want to. The perfectionism is probably the perfectionist is more likely to be interested in the high end kitchen, but the people who are attracted to a podcast, which is, it's just really easy to get started. Like all the fears you have about doing this, 
they're going to be washed away by inside of like being with you, watching your training. Whereas when they're in the, the first instance, if they see something which looks too shiny and new, I could imagine a lot of people being a little bit like turned away. Because yeah. what's, you know, when you're buying something and it's you know, buying something which is a service where you're going to get something out of it, what's the first thing you're going to be questioning about it? About a product I buy? Yeah, product. Or if you're buying, if you're on a therapy, for example, and you're mm-hmm. looking at, you know, going to a, see a, your therapist, what's the first thing you're going to be questioning about that particular purpose? Well, I have to like that. I, mean, I have to, I have to trust it. I have to trust it. Yep. So the likability, the trust. But actually, for example, if it was a dentist, I don't need to like that. I, just need to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make sure they can do the job. Like the heart, if I have to go to heart surgery, yeah. you don't need to be nice to just make sure you fix it. Like I don't need yeah. you to be nice and then, and then mess it up. I, need, I just need to do the job. Like, you know, like it's yeah. great if I like you, but that's only a bonus. But that's, so, a kind of, that's a kind of relatability there to what you're talking about, right? So like, even when you're talking about going to a doctor or a dentist, like there's something, there's a problem that you, that you have and they're there to solve it yeah. so with your audience who are coming in um, potentially thinking about starting a p- podcast are uh, speaking to a particular problem that yes. they have and they're wanting to know what they want to know how to, how to do it yeah so how can they do it because that's the thing is like that's actually what I the sales page when you think, think podcasts and you avoid the high end you know what people people gonna even listen what equipment you know, all of these stuff that goes around your head and you cut through that noise not say it's easy because there are going to be hard days and you have to put in the work. It's not like there's no Mary Poppins at home, you know. Because like, <laughs> I don't, that I don't know, you know. That's a different. You need to go somewhere else for that. I don't know. You find that, but like you still have to put in some. It's still going to be a bit of sweat, blood, and tears, but um, but you know, do it for sure. I'm not exaggerating. You're definitely going to sweat. Because I definitely get arms. You're going to have to. But <laughs> if you record a lot, if you're like me, but yeah. So in that sense. So. Okay, you can you can see that there is this elements of like likability, trust, and you're being aware that they're actually able to help you with what they have to solve, right? right. And you know the biggest fear tends to be like, will it work? For me? And so like, imagine now that what they're seeing is something which looks like perfection in front of them. Do you think they're more likely to believe it will work for them, or or not? Well, maybe for some people, but. But I mean, I don't need to be attracting. Yeah. So if they're looking for whatever perfection looking mirrors, because a lot of people also rent stuff and uh, pictures, fake uh, traders online. I mean, this private in the background, there's Ferrari that be in front, you know, like all these smoking mirrors, you know, which yeah. I think a lot more a lot of people. But no, it's fine. Like I, I don't personally, I like the presentation to be good, but I don't need it to be perfect. I like to see they have to be better than me. They have, you know, they have to be at a level yeah. that I can look up to, that I want to get to and yep. maybe even bypass them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so no, I don't think that and if they are, they yeah, don't. totally. Yeah. And if what they're dealing with is perfectionism themselves, mm-hmm. then that's going to amplify the experience of their imperfection. Yeah, I imagine. Some, yeah, if they go for someone who's perfect. Or they're just going to think like, I, I can't do this. I'm never going to be able to get it perfect. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Like there's, there's lots of things like you, people just the natural comparison of other people you know yeah. they don't they don't look at the people necessarily who they see as below them they look at the people who they wish they could be but never could be yeah and also sometimes people look at like you know, where it could be in 10 years time not realizing like i do actually one of my hopes is like you know eventually or maybe even straight away they could be better than me. like that doesn't matter you know, it's like i'm just gonna find their own way yeah um but it's like because i don't believe uh, but yeah, no, I, I think, um, I think you're right. Just someone that just help you that first bit, just get you and yeah. what you do after. So I want to look a little bit deeper now and mm-hmm. see like, 
when it comes to because you say you want to create more videos but you also said that that's not happening so what is the thoughts that are coming you know maybe the thoughts the emotions which are coming to your mind when you're thinking of creating videos just like oh you know, oh, you know the background because i live in the studio flat so I around or you know my hair because my hair like it's a situation i gotta like prep them blow dry them it takes a lot of time and then you know, yeah it's just then you have to use the phone and the stuff and then if i do like a, a demo then i use but yeah i don't know i think it's like i think it's you know what it is is that for me, like when I do a video, like, it's almost in one or two board of myself. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just keep saying it. Um, and then when I watch it back, sometimes it's okay. But other times, like, especially if I wait too long, if I if I wait to post it, it never goes out because I'm like, well, that's, it, you know, it's like, oh, I feel like, well, yeah, sort of like move past it. So. So, so boredom comes up in two different dimensions. You both get bored of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like you're getting bored of the content, the content. itself. Yeah, yeah. So... I wonder if you could say a bit more about what that looks like. Well, I'm sort of thinking more about content podcasts. I haven't done many videos for the podcast. So, but, you know, because what I do a lot and I used to write tons of ideas for yep. content. Yep. But then the Donald, because with me writing them, and that's why I need to do it straight away. Like, yeah. just to just film it on the go. People know, like, I'm just not, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm out on somewhere. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that person. You're like, I don't take selfies in public. And if I do, I pretend as if I'm on the, you know, I just, I can't do it. I'm not, I just need to learn to be more in the, it doesn't matter. So I don't know if, if, don't know if, if I'm, were, I'm making sense. But. If you were filming like it didn't matter, how would you show up different? Spontaneous. Spontaneous. And what, what could you put in place so that you would actually more likely act in a spontaneous way? I need sure whatever it is that just that break in my brain to not pull up the camera, the phone or my laptop, because I think it's almost like there is fire behind the idea. There's fire in the moment. There's fire behind the idea to do it. However, yeah. whatever is pushing the break is stronger. So when you, when you talk about the break, what, what's the experience? What's the mental state? What are the emotions? What are the thoughts? What are the memories? Well, usually it's always like, oh, well, my hair's <laughs> my hair's not that my hair's in- it's like yeah usually it's like i'll do it when i've done my hair and the thing is i did it this weekend i i washed my hair blue dry them you know not just like in pandemic pony burn and i was like great sunday i'll be doing some i'll make some videos i was in the mood and then i was like i ended up like working on for podcasting at the time and then today i was doing the day job so you know it's like but it shouldn't matter because really i could just put them up no about my hair from no yeah, one but- gives a shit no one like they don't care like it's like it's like with the fancy make a brownie i don't care about you know the brands of so and consider that if you if you did have to look immaculate on a podcast people may be even more resistant to to making them oh god yeah i mean when i do a podcast i definitely do not look this is why i love them <laughs> so there's a distinction that i want to look at with you which is coming to mind given what you've shared so far and it's this distinction between feeling versus performance mm-hmm. so when you're talking about like the, the things which get in your way, like got to do my hair, got to make sure the background's right. I've got to have the still be, have the fire behind the idea when I press record. When I say that, how would you describe that? Well, it's, well, it's a form of procrastination, perfection, because by the time I, I set up the performance, my face that part of it kind of takes away the mind drain in some level, not drain, drain, but my focus. So for you, do you have to feel the motivation in order to perform? You were saying that your feelings change and procrastination and perfection sets right. in. Go from this place of like having this fire behind the idea and then you set everything up and then fire's gone, not feeling 
is excited uh-huh. about it. But anymore. it's not it's not as uh, linear. But what what happens is that I have an idea. Yeah. But then I'm not going to perform it like until I or something uh-huh. like that. And that's where the because I may go Monday ID number one and Thursday I wash my hair or yeah. they look nice performance time and I'm like nah. So I think what I need to do is that oh I have the idea. Forget about all the performance tricks like my forget about the hair and the this and the that. Just get in front of the camera and do it. So it should be happening on the Monday. So what would stop you from doing it that way? You're just talking. Only myself. Well, <laughs> you know, there's, no, <laughs> there's no external. I just, that's the, that's the big thing. It's like getting out of our own. And that's, yeah. that's, I know, I know I'm getting in my own way. And because I can, it's almost like, you can almost feel, I don't know if you have had people say that to you, but it's like, I know I want to do something, but it's almost like invisible other self, slightly like a little numbing push. By that time, nah. So it's yourself. So I'm curious, what is the belief that you hold when you're in this space of procrastination or perfection, mm. rigidity as opposed to being in the moment? So when I'm in that procrastinative zone, yeah. what are my... What's the belief? I don't know, because I think when I'm in that state, I'm quite doing Because it's in that, and it's not even the goal, this is right, the goal. And I think there may be more like the belief behind this is that I'm not sh- You know, when you see other people making a great living out of their passion maybe it's a belief that maybe it's not something that's going to happen for someone like me for me do you know what I mean like I think it's more that or maybe it's like it's got so much joy that I've handled I feel like there's an upper limit it's yep. like I've got the quota of joy and we don't yep. need to be further and also there's exposure right so that fear of exposure of I say if the podcast gets who else is and if I'm on video it's her and I think the problem is that we still have to rely on backing the and I guess it's trying to get out of eating of having a five because that has been for very long. Um, but yeah, so I think it's that thing of, well, if I still need to rely on that, I of like, mm. at the same time, if I'm not out there, out, I'm not going to be. Yeah. Because I've ever have, you know, it's like it's one of things where, I mean, I have tried to just, just do my passion, but it's not easy. It's not the same. Money is not the same and all of that. And it's. There's a couple of beliefs there, which are pretty critical. And I want and to consider that it's not procrastination, which is in the way. It's just a belief. Procrastination is what the experience, we call it, which shows up when there are certain limiting beliefs which are, you know, blocking us from what we actually, right? So you shared at least two of them. One is that not clear that this is something that can ever happen. And the other is that it would just provide you too much joy and you won't be able to handle it, which is almost like that fear of success kind of belief that people well, can joy joy and problems as well because you know it's like it's sometimes like the success of it's great you know and i've i've made friends from it but i've got listeners become friends like i've met in real life you know all of these things has been amazing mm. but also the bigger it gets the more exposure creeps as well it hasn't been a lot but like i've noticed right. the, you know what i'm saying it's like you just so there's a fear of who you might attract Maybe, which is yeah. sounds like is a little bit part of that mm-hmm. so yeah. You know, I can, I can get, there are lots of potentially <laughs> unattractive people to attract to, yeah. uh, to your world. I think it's, it's really easy to create a belief about a future, which doesn't exist and to then to hold on to it, like, oh God, it's going to create so much joy and problems as well. So it's just, <laughs> why not even go for it? Like, I don't know if there's a show in Britain called Black Books, which, you know, used to be on, I don't know if you ever saw it. I don't but think I was, did. There was one episode where the, these two characters, they decided to write a children's book. And they just as they finished the children's book, they are like talking about walking along the beach with their Brazilian lingerie models as girlfriends and <laughs> uh, all the success they'll have. And they're like, oh, no, it would just be too much. We couldn't deal with it. So they just burn the book. Yeah. And then afterwards, yeah. they're like, oh, it was, 
that was crazy. Why did I do that? There's this brilliant book. And they're trying to go back and figure out what the book was and they can't come up with it again. You know, the, the thing the is, moment, oh, sorry. No, no, the, just the moment was gone for them. So yeah, what do you, what do you say? No, but yeah, it's, it's imaginary problems, right? And it's like, you know, it's almost like not understanding and actually, I've noticed as well, even with the podcast, you know, it grows in different topics I've tackled over time is that actually everything that have happened at the right time it is that what I, I've been able to handle whatever that, that was, mm. whereas had it happened before would have been, Thing. so i think is also knowing that the more it grows i'll also gain more experience talk with people who maybe who can you know offer insights and stuff and, and i'd have actually the stamina to have to not be by or, or to not even notice or whatever it is you know you grow but you don't expose a child an adult you know yeah. everything you grow with time and appropriate it's like trusting that you could deal with it because usually the real life problem you, you you'll know what to do or you'd contact someone to help you so what's really great about what you just shared there is that you're already seeing that there's a you have evidence for a belief that you could handle it. Mm-hmm. So this kind of belief you have somewhere in the background, which is called this would create too much joy and problems as well, and we've got to handle it, is already <laughs> being contradicted by this other belief which you hold, which is I've been able to handle everything which is life's thrown at me so far anyway, and I've grown mm-hmm. from it, and including this podcast. So is there anything else in the way of you letting go of that belief? Or can you see that this uh, other one of being able to handle it can, can trump it? No, I think, I think nothing because I think, because I know, like, I love what I do and I, and, and I know I'm good. I love teaching and I love doing the podcast. I love interviewing people. And each time I, maybe not each and every single time, but over time I always learn new things and I always, oh, this is where I can improve. I'm still growing, but like I'm confident in my ability for yeah. that. Absolutely. So, which is great. I mean, I noticed even on Sunday when I was this other company, I was like, I was like, oh, all this energy came to came to me. Like I was so energized because, mm. you know, and I'd been doing my day job and it's really stressful. Anyway, so then, you know, and then <laughs> I'd been working every single day and recording in the evenings. So I was actually, I thought I was going to Sunday. I had it in my diary, but I was like, it's not going to happen. But then I did it. And I did tons of stuff because it was all podcasting. And I was really surprised. I was like, oh, but well, there you go. It's like, this is what happens when you love something. Yeah. In the zone, you know? And that's why it's so important. And that's why, that's why actually I do want, so I need to actually practice. And when you're more. in the zone, what is the thought process that you have? I just, I'm just free. And it's like, just, it all flows, you know? And the creativity just comes in and I feel free to do, to just be me a lot more. And, you know, I used to do stand up. So I have, you know, my sense of humor is very dry, dark. I mean, people's, most people's lines is a dot. Like I just, I, I laugh at really. And so for me to be able to also just agree with those expressions and those kind, those kind of tastes, humor, and just to be me and whatever, you know, and maybe a little bit bossy as well. Like, you know, it's just, it's fun. So <laughs> you, you were able to create this experience of flow yeah. on Sunday and you can see that you're able, you're able to bring this forth with a relative ease, it sounds like, just once you're standing and like what creates alignment, right? And when you're you're experiencing that freedom and it all flows and then everything just sort of, the creativity comes as a consequence of it. So then my question would be about the first belief which you shared and see whether or not anything's still showing up around that. So that was, this is not something that can ever happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it can, but like, obviously I don't know which part I need to tidy up or, the way you know kick out the door for for that belief to go to go you know yeah so sometimes I'm like you know I gotta be sensible and it's not you know I have tried to starving artist way you know? um and it's fine and oh my god how much more time do I have and it's very laid back but I don't exactly get more done so yeah. so it doesn't so I may as well be earning money 
<laughs> and a day job is like I think what I've, what I found out this is only one reality obviously but when I started off not started off but like a few years back and um I thought I was too, because that's how they presented them self self-made women who went out there hustled a great business yeah and it turns out that actually every single one of them any other online peers that I befriended online and we all apart from one had spouses that were um funding uh, or they when they you know they said they they helped with a family business forgot to say that their dad bought in dollar building and manage and sell i mean i'm just saying there's like they, they forgot a lot of the things it was not relatable and this is what also when they were couldn't feel i was like no but i've got to pay my bills you need to have a better attitude about money i'm like yeah but, i mean i'm just saying like you know it's just there was this disconnect and i feel like that's sort of like what yeah. i sort of learned over a few years that it seemed like you either had to be married <laughs> to money have family with money um or uh you know really hustle at the day job and doing their business on the side in the but actually still doing their day jobs even promoting job and i was like nothing there was no i felt like that there was no one that either i could get guidance from who was going on my my shoe you can't just call home and ask for 10 grand or a grand or, you know what i mean yeah um all had some sort there was it just wasn't rueful how they were marketing it and it was just i think that bit has sort of stuck a little bit that maybe which is an excuse, right? Because I'm there are people out there, regardless, and some, you know, and I'm actually quite privileged myself. So there are people who have a lot less and still make fortune. So I don't know what's yeah. So, so you can see that there was, you know, there was the experience of working around the health consultancy and with mm-hmm. people who you thought they were self-made women, but they actually weren't. They weren't relatable to you. Yeah. Uh, they were giving you advice about, oh, you just need to have a better money mindset. And which I do, which they were true, but it was just felt a bit like, yeah, but you had like millions in your bank account already. That's the, that was your ground zero. I'm just saying, yeah. it was just like, it's not relatable to me. <laughs> like, sure. So there was, like, there was a lot of evidence in the, in the world of the health consultancy that success came from having mm. uh, already these foundations, being married yeah. to money, having yeah. a family with money. And if exactly. you wanted to do it, you were going to have to hustle at your day job and do the side project on the side. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'd be one of the people who would eventually uh, be able to quit the, the hustle mm-hmm. at the day job and mm-hmm. do the side project as, is that, yeah. is that yeah. an accurate kind of yeah. information? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I almost thought maybe I need, oh, I need to bring both. But the thing is, it's not sustainable to carry on the way I am full-time job. Easier now, because there isn't really much social, you know, uh, stuff, but so it's, it's easy to just be doing something podcasting every day whilst I'm having a full-time job, you know, but it's not good to cut off. It's just not sustainable either way. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to go like this for a whole year. I'd be, you sure. know. So when you have a belief, what do you expect to find for that belief? Exactly. Like confirmation bias? Yeah, right. So if you continue to hold on to that existing belief, what do you think you're going to find? More proof. Only yeah. evidence, only evidence. Okay. Yeah. So rather than looking at like, where did this belief come from? in this conversation you've already got a clear picture of some of the places where it could have come from the there well one you could look at two things is there's when you were in this health consultancy you there was this belief to be successful i need to have been either married to money mm. or have a family with me. what about that is based on reality well it's based on some reality yeah uh, and again i did to every woman online entrepreneur you know yeah. it was only a, a handful i wish i had an of someone that i knew is it important to you that there's someone you already know to make oh, yeah, it more oh, I, could uh, be the, oh, I could be the first one i know you know that's actually i used to be a bit of my notes because i i love you know i wanted to but also feel you know young people and and i realized i don't need to be 
I used to think like you know, before I have children, I need to have fulfilled so that I can show today is possible. And that kind of sort of like stuck a little bit, but really, so I don't mind if I was the first one I knew in my situation. And I know I'm not most likely other people out there. So yeah, you, you, you know, there are other people out there, even though your general experience in the health consultancy world was that the people that you were talking to mm-hmm. weren't relatable. They weren't self-made yeah. women. Yeah. And, and those were a- not health consultants, just like, you know, Okay, right. But, you know, but coaching all kinds of... Yeah. So let's say you were going to give up this belief that this is not something that can ever happen for you. What would be the new belief that you'd want to create around this? A belief which would empower you? Well, I guess like the way it was, like that I could do it. But I think it's more like maybe looking back at some of the things I've achieved and go, I didn't think I would ever... Or actually, people around me didn't think I would, and then I did. So even me, sometimes looking back, I'm like, oh, I can't believe so I guess maybe maybe taking comfort in that or taking that as well, what's impossible today, you don't know what's, you know, I guess maybe this is the belief I should have. It's like, who am I to predict the future? Mm-hmm. I don't have a question. If I had one, I wouldn't know how to read it. So future is flexible. You know, what you do now. Absolutely. So I guess if I create my present, so I guess it, it's almost like just really practical. Go, well, if I doing this and I know the word goes out, that I speak about it maybe that's this first step in getting a bigger place like step looking at one step at a time when you let me look at this from place when you started the podcast did you start mm-hmm. the podcast with the intention of then being able to no, no. There was no so was when did that yeah and so when did you see the possibility of something bigger than the podcast just on its own like for it to be more than just a podcast you mean yeah well I, I think, well, one was like just external stuff, just the charts and feedback, but it was also drawing it. And I was actually, I didn't, I didn't realize I could, I didn't realize I could do it that, I didn't, I was a little bit really bad. I was a little bit impressed with myself on the, epi- the, 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 um, the pilots, I uh, had seven episodes and it took me because I was starting out and I did doing it all by myself. It took yep. me six months to like do it all editing. I just had no idea when. So, sure. but um First, I was like, oh, no, I don't know. But then I, it was more the feeling I got. It's not because it had nothing to do with me. So when I said I was impressed, it was like, I was like, I was impressed with the caliber of the interview, the guest. And it's like, wow, these are really saying really interesting stuff. And I managed to get it out of them or I can them laugh or that kind of stuff. But it was like that, 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 that thing, that magic that happened. And, but even then I didn't had already, like, I didn't think it could even know I was going to carry, carry on. But it, it was, I don't know, when did I think? I think when people started to ask me how I do, when I joined like uh, this podcasting, can all ask questions in there and ask each other. And I actually enjoyed also like, yeah, and for what I was, and especially also with the, with the mindset, because a lot of people are running with the money, but the mindset of you do it a certain way with podcasts, you publish a single episode, the best equipment thing they need to, I see people, they haven't even started yet. And they started, they've changed the whole room into as soundproof as they could, you know, they go and buy stuff on Amazon. I'm like, what? Good, good for you. I mean, that's not me I'm saying, but it's like they don't, and then they get things branded with their brand and they put it, the, and I'm like, wow, like, and I'm like, and other people feel bad because they're not doing that. And I'm like, don't worry, just no one cares. Like, first, just do it, you know, get the basic stuff good so they can sound good. So you're worried about, but there was all these shoes and being bad. And I'm like, no, why? Your house, your. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you had this success with what it sounds like, and you didn't expect it to be that successful. And then people, then you're in part of this community and you saw the value of your contribution and what, Mm -hmm. and what it was adding. And you could see that there were all these different beliefs that people had around podcasting, which hadn't been in your way for Mm -hmm. creating a successful podcast. And so what's the next logical step for you? 
yeah now remember board of the health consultants me when I, when I wasn't successful I did either mm-hmm. I was I'd lost my passion it was hard to was successful at first and 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 I did the podcasting though whilst I was doing that and I realized this is more fun and interactive and you know I just want to say like, when you make the charge isn't it you have like high downloads by the way uh there's a very gray area in podcasting the measurement the amount of download like higher podcast is a bit different way how they do it um so they want to discourage any oh gosh she's of downloads <laughs> But it's like, I don't look at that. You don't have to look at that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you, if you have 5,000. Yeah. And it's quite good, actually. I, I didn't realize I was, I'd made the charts early on until half a year when I was finally watching emails come because I used to mm. just go, it was junk. It was chartable. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm out of Belgium. Was I in? I didn't even know. And I was like, thank God I didn't know because I would have got so self-conscious about what I said. Yeah. So like, that's mm. great, right? Like you, you weren't focused on an attachment to making it somewhere right which is what so often is the way of the world and imagine that if you're focusing now on how you can make it how much less enjoyable do you think it's going to be yeah but that's the thing every time like we start to make it like as a business plan it takes away something so then the question would be is how do you create the business plan if you like which Mm -hmm. is consistent with angie i don't want to focus like on results i mean i know what i I know what I'd like to get financially uh, mm. so that I can actually have more of the existence I want and stuff. But so there is that reality. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, if I go, I, I, I'm not the one who can go, oh, what are the KPIs? It's, you know, I don't do, I can't do that. It really is yeah. demoralizing. Um, I think just enjoy it more and just be more daring. Just do it. Like, I think that's the thing. That should be my business plan is do it. And even now I'm saying to a lot more. I didn't just last year. I'm, I'm, uh, whereas now, like this, I've really enjoyed actually being on the Dippos podcast. And so I've just been more like just saying yes to what I'm doing now. Like I'm really enjoying set of podcasts so to myself as well. Mm-hmm. Just do those videos, put it out. Who cares? So yeah. if, if it's bad, who even cares? Like who's going to watch it? I have like zero social. So it's not like as if like it's going to make, you know, the news or anything. <laughs> Thank God. Can you imagine yeah. the horrors? You know, it's really easy to create a fear about something getting really big mm. with that because we have some image of what that would look like. Mm-hmm. But you know, you've just said yourself, being on the charts for the podcasting wasn't about having downloads no, or anything no, like not, that, right? So that. in that respect, you could even start to like manage the idea of what big looks like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. or creating an idea of success, which actually excites you rather than one which brings some sort of fear um, right. forward. Yeah. And more importantly, I would look to anchor in, like, what does that life look like? Like one of the exercises, which I find really helpful in bringing a sense of play to this is to, you imagine that, you know, you have, you imagine you like in three years time or next year, you're going to call me up and you're going to say, Sam, guess what? This is what my life looks like now. And if you were to come from that, what is the, like the picture of life, like in all the different areas, which are, are value to you, what, what does that life look like? Well, you know what, for me, it'd be like just to be able to go home, you know, spend more time like out in the countryside where my mom lives now. So I just want to buy a chalet actually out there. That's actually my goal. <laughs> but just be there because it's out in nature, it's peaceful. And then be able to come back to London, still have like some sort of like place I can come back to. Sort of be able to just figure out where I want to be in the world whilst, whilst not even having to worry where I am. So, but so you know, to have like my little place and then to be able to do the workshops and podcasting and not have to worry about money and coming in, <laughs> you know, in a nice way. And I do what I love and I meet people all the time. That's the thing about podcasting. And all that actually, and that's a 
Totally. So what it sounds like is you're already creating some of what you want that life to look like from what you've just described. Right. right? Like Which is great. Podcasting in the workshop. Yeah. Yes, like you're, yeah. you're already acting consistent with, you know, what you want to create. The next thing to really just look at is like where, if there's anywhere else to look for yourself is like, where is there anywhere else where there's some other belief, which is holding me back beyond what we've already discussed today, Mm -hmm. because it's clear, like you've been successful and you'll continue to be successful as long as you're willing to take the courageous action, which you are. How how does that sound? The idea of like, I've, I've been successful. Can you see that for yourself? Yeah, I just make sure that comes with like, not just but financially, in a way that I see the certain yeah. things that I need coming in that I really have been wanting to for a long time. Uh, and that's- but that's the really important thing yeah. to anchor in because I personally find if I'm doing something just for me, it doesn't really uh, push the envelope. It's not, right. it's not a driver for me. No. Whereas if it's about like the difference it can make for my family or my partner, something in the world, then I'm much more, I'm going to be an instigator and in actually making it happen. Yeah. And also even that there is that, but there's, there is that there, I'm all about, this is what I, like. I didn't say, oh, I need to make like a hundred thousand to buy that chalet. I didn't, you know, there's all, it's just like, I just, that's the experience I want to have. I want to be able to yeah. have that place. I love the rules there and really relax, come back here. And however that, you know, and, and those things I want to do for my family, those are also, it's part of the experience, like having, making sure that I'm the one. But yeah, it's that freedom of you wanted for myself. It's, it's, that's, that, that's the ultimate. So my question now is feel like you are more able to be in the moment and more you know, carefree when it comes to marketing the workshops and how you show up than when we started this conversation. Do you know what? I'm definitely going to like, I'm going to be aware of the whole, the high-end flat versus the brownie, you know, like that, that kitchen, that kitchen analogy. That's just yeah. like brownie. I'm going to remember that. I want to remember that because that's going to go, oh yeah, who can do it? <laughs> just like, you know, no one cares. And actually but- I don't want people to care. That's, for, that's also why I do podcasts because I, I enjoy the fact that, people, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, that, that's totally right. And that's something you saw for yourself. And that's the brilliant thing about it. It's not like I said something about a brownie and, you know, you, you, just, you saw this for yourself just by me asking you questions. Yeah, yeah. That's the beautiful thing about this. It's just a conversation where there are questions being asked and you're looking and you've been looking, right? You've been looking yeah. at your life and looking at where things show up and then seeing like, how do I relate this or how do I create an association which makes a difference for me? So, you know, I really appreciate you, your willingness to do this and the bravery and the courage it takes to, to do this. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been really beneficial. It's been a really uh, good and interesting chat. And also before before we hit record, you know, um, so it was really good like, to put me at ease. And um, no, I really enjoyed it, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it's my, it's my pleasure, Angie. And I, and I look forward to, to talking to you. Yeah, I'll definitely let you know what happened. And, you know, <laughs> again, just so people are clear, like, I'll, there'll be a links in the show notes to both Angie's podcast and also uh, I think on the website has links to where you can yeah uh, the website my website has workshops. links for the workshop and yeah so I go to angie-com or learnpodcast.online and that's where brilliant um, if you want a brownie recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely people might be people might be quite hungry by the time they finish this. <laughs> all right Angie thank you so much thank and, you Sam yeah it's been really great yeah it has been Thank you for taking the time to listen. Your support really means the world to me. And without it, this podcast wouldn't exist. And what I invite you to do is to rate and review this podcast by sharing your biggest takeaways from this episode by going to lovethepodcast.com slash thishumeanlife. And if you're ready to be in the driver's seat of your life, 
then go to bit.ly slash creating powerful leaders.